Hey there, I'm Lauren, and you're listening to The Podcast Manager Show, a podcast for podcast managers. Each week, we cover the technical and tactical aspects of running a profitable podcast manager business. With over 90,000 new shows starting each month, podcast managers are in demand. I mean, in demand. And I'm here to help you land your dream clients while reaching your monthly income goals without working like crazy. Are you ready? Let's get to today's episode. Hey, 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 welcome to this episode of the Podcast Manager Show. Today, we are talking about how to avoid common problems with new clients. And I am so glad you are here, whether you have many clients on your roster or you are looking for those first couple of clients. I think this is going to be really helpful for you in avoiding some common issues that we see come up. Now, this conversation of problems with clients is just part of working with people, right? If we work with coworkers, we're going to have problems with coworkers on, you know, them getting things done for us and, you know, maintaining a positive relationship. But this conversation is something that we have on a weekly basis inside of my signature program, the Podcast Manager Program. We have weekly coaching calls. And one question that we almost always talk about is a specific question when it comes to working with the client, right? Like, how do I talk to them about this thing? How do I keep them on track? How do I do this? How do I have this conversation with my client so I can, you know, move them forward and maintain a positive relationship? So I'm really glad that I get to bring a piece of that conversation to you today in covering three common problems that you may face when you are working with a brand new client on a launch and three other common problems that you may face when you're working with a new client with management. But if you would love some support in tackling these things, the Podcast Manager Program might be the perfect fit for you. You can learn more about the Podcast Manager Program at laurenwrighton.com forward slash join, and we'll make sure that that link is in the show notes. But let's jump into these common problems that you may face with new clients. First, let's jump into launch clients. So you guys are launching a podcast together. So exciting, but things will arise. They can arise. (laughs) With a launch, there are more small things that can arise than when it comes to management. And so that's why it's really fun to do a launch. At least most podcast managers like to do launches, but they don't like to do a ton of them because there's just more to manage. And, you know, we come to podcast management because we love the idea of a pretty low stress service, right? There's just not a lot of fires that pop up in podcast management, but there are some fires that can pop up with the launch. So That's where I want to just start us is one of the common problems that you may encounter with a new launch client is keeping them on track. So you have some sort of time frame in which you want to launch this show, right? That's the first place that you want to start is to set a specific launch date and work your way backwards so that you can keep them on track. So it's not like, oh, let's launch sometime in November 
And you're not really sure, like, when do things need to be due? When do you, you need, do you need enough time for this? Do you need t- enough time for that? No, start with the end in mind. Set that launch date together with the client. And then you can work backwards in setting them due dates on when you're going to need the different pieces that are required for a launch. Of course, when working with humans, you might run into a launch client who wants to move that launch date. After talking to so many of you about this, because I actually never had anyone, I've never had anyone move a launch date, but it happens is what I've learned. And so have it in your contract, have it in your brain that they're allowed to move it one time, but it has to be within a specific time frame that you have set. And if they want to move it six months into the future, let's say, then you get to decide, are you available then? right? And if you're not available then, then you can give them another option. But set a launch date, allow them to move it once, but ultimately keep them on track so things can move smoothly as possible and you guys can move on to management where there are less fires. The second thing that you might run into with launch clients is not being specific in what you're going to do for them and what you're going to provide them consulting on. So when it comes to management, you're really doing everything, right? But when it comes to a launch, you're not necessarily creating the cover art is a very specific example. So you might create the cover art. Some podcast management launch packages, they include cover art. But most of the time, more often, they don't include actually creating the cover art. So you want to be specific there. That you, you'll, you'll give them some tips. You'll advise them on this. But ultimately, you're not creating the cover art, right? I like to take the same approach with music is I can send you some examples of what, what might work. But ultimately, they're choosing the music. They need to make that final decision. Because they also need to be the one that purchases it. And I'm not going to get into that right now. But ultimately, I'll give them some advice, but they're going to pick the music. I think for your sake, you want to be specific here on what you're actually completing and what you're going to advise them on. My last example for you here is when it comes to promotion with a launch. Be specific with them on what you're going to create, maybe social media-wise Or if it relates to like a giveaway or some other sort of promotion that you're going to do, be specific on what you're going to do and what you're just going to strategize with them. The third common problem that you can avoid when it comes to launching has to do with them feeling successful at the end of the launch. So you might have it in your head that they need to have a certain number of downloads or maybe someone comes to you and says, hey, can you get me on the charts? Is it possible for me to hit number one on the business charts? And you're thinking, I have no idea. So you come to the PMP Facebook group and you say, hey, guys, is it realistic for my client to get on the charts? And then we give you a scoop. (laughs) But Before you do that, you want to understand the client's desires. What is their ideal return on investment? What do they truly want out of the show? We can assume, and we often do, that they want to make more money in their business. They want more downloads. They want a bigger platform. It's like, that's where we go. That's where our capitalistic minds go, is that they want more numbers. But... When it comes to podcasting, that actually might not be the case. 
Now, if you are not familiar with the return on investment opportunities when it comes to podcasting, check out, I know I've done at least two episodes on this. Go listen to those two episodes after this episode so that you can really have your mind wrapped around this. But one of the other return on investments when it comes to podcasting outside of money, which is great, love that for us. (laughs) But another one is visibility and being able to network and have people on your show and go on other shows and look like a true authority on the subject that you're talking about. When it comes to podcasting, that might be their desired goal is a visibility goal. So you want to be clear with yourself and with them, okay, what are we trying to accomplish here? What is the desired goal? And then you can give them realistic expectations and feedback on getting there. So let's say you have a client who comes to you and says, hey, can you get me number one on the chart? And you say, well, I I would love to talk to you about that. What is our ultimate goal? Is our ultimate goal to get on the charts? And why? Like, what what do we think that's going to do for us, right? Like many vanity metrics in life, you know, you don't just hit the number and then all of a sudden your business grows, right? And and most people know that, but you might still have clients that think that landing on the charts is really important and you can educate them around that, especially if it's not really in in alignment with what their ultimate goal for their show is. Are numbers important to them? If so, what numbers are? And then you can give them feedback in the moment and after the launch and on an ongoing basis to support what they are really after. All right, so to recap for launch clients, we want to keep them on track. We want to be specific in what we're going to do and what we're going to advise them to do. And then we are going to truly understand their desired goals for their show. Moving on to our new management clients, the number one problem that you may encounter is getting materials in time for your desired turnaround time. So If you are new, or maybe you've been doing this a while, and you're like, man, I will get a piece of audio on Friday, and I'll produce it, it'll go live on Monday. Like, I I probably, you know, I don't know, probably shouldn't do that. Hey, this is 100% up to you. There is absolutely no shame in the way that you run your business. If it supports your lifestyle, if it supports you, and you are happy with it, then don't let anyone tell you that you need to have a longer turnaround time, right? I mean, if it's a really fast turnaround time, like you do want to consider like, well, what's going to happen if like maybe you're sick or like think about that type of stuff. But like if you're happy with the way you have it set up, don't let people convince you otherwise, right? But for the most part, we want a longer turnaround time than two, three days. Because like I said, some things can just happen like you get sick or something pops up. But also, you know, we're in this business for flexibility. And so we don't want to have to, you know, be waiting on a piece of audio so that we can then produce it so that we can then get it out the door. No, we want to be able to relax back into our seats, get this stuff done on our own schedules so we can be in charge of our schedules. And that is why this is one of the biggest things that you may run into with new clients is making sure that they are meeting these goals. And I guess this may not be a problem with new clients because the new clients probably can can do it. <laughs> it's when you get to know each other a little bit and things slide a little bit. And then you need to be really clear with yourself 
on what's going to happen when the turnaround time, the due date is not met. Is there a is there some wiggle room? Right. Like my podcast manager, Marcy and I, we're on a two week due date. So I have to get materials to her two days before the episode goes live. But because I have a rebel streak in me, (laughs) I get them to her 13 days before they're due, not 14. And I've tried to work on it. But she has told me, hey, it's okay. Like I have like that 13 days is good. Right. And I'm sure if I was, you know, if I was going more towards 10 days or nine days, she'd say, "Okay, there's a problem (laughs) now. But 13 days works for her. But you want to be clear with yourself what's going to happen when the client doesn't meet the deadline because you don't want to stress about it, right? You don't want to be like, oh, gosh, you know, what am, what am I getting? Like every week, you don't want to be thinking about this, right? So being really clear, again, you know, there's a saying and I cannot remember what it is, but basically it's if you can be more clear with people, that's how you truly serve them is by being clear. And so that's really one of the messages of this episode is just being direct and clear with your clients is always going to serve you and them the best. So you can decide what you're going to do if those materials are not met in time. Some people will do a late fee, kind of like a rush fee. Some people will just skip to the next week. Like, okay, you know, you got this to me three days before Monday. So now it has to wait until next Monday. So you can decide what is going to work best for you and what feels right to you. I wanted to share one of my students recently told me that she had a client that would go two weeks without releasing an episode. And as a podcast manager, you're like, that makes you really uneasy. <laughs> if they just skip, skip, because they're not getting that money back They're That's just, you know, they've reserved your time and that time just just goes by. And clients actually can be really okay with it. But we as podcast managers feel really uneasy about it. And she said that she has a client that's like this. And they've specifically said like, hey, if I miss a week, it's it's no big deal. It's my fault. And don't even stress about it. Just like the week's by. <laughs> It'll be fine. But what she found with this specific client was that because they were having such a hard time meeting due dates, that she said, okay, send me an episode and I will produce it in seven days. So if you send it to me on Monday, it's going out next Monday. You send it to me on Tuesday, it's going out next Tuesday. So they don't have a specific release day of the week, which 99% of shows, they have a very specific, it's actually like a cardinal rule in podcasting, right? Is you have a very specific day in which you release that episode. But I loved how she thought outside of the box for this client. She wants to work with them, right? If she didn't want to work with them, she would have moved on because it can be frustrating. But she really wants, she really likes working with them. And so she's like, you know what? This is what's going to be best for this client situation is me to just say, okay, send it seven days. It'll be out. And she said it's been working really well. So you can be flexible with clients like that again, or you can say, nope, this is the way it's going to work. And I'm going to keep myself on a schedule. And if you get it to me on Tuesday, it's going to go out in two weeks. And if you get it to me on Wednesday, it's not going out for, you know, three weeks or whatever. So lots of options here, but it is definitely something that you're going to want to think about. At the end of the day, though, it's so worth it to just deal with this small problem with the flexibility that you have as a podcast manager. But I know that you know that. 
So the number two problem that you may run into in with a management package is maybe the client is not growing the way you want them to grow, right? You look at their numbers and you're like, man, like they could, it could be better, it could be bigger. And you don't really know how to deliver that information. Again, I talk to my students about this on a regular basis is how can I tell them that they need to loosen up a little bit, not use a script? Or how do I tell them that it's their interviews are too long or, you know, that type of thing. And one of the first things that we have to talk about here is, are you in a position to coach the client? If you've been brought on as kind of like an editor, then you might not even feel comfortable giving them any sort of feedback. And that can be a tough place to be in because you really want to help them to grow, right? So that's the reason that I always recommend, no matter really what the package looks like, that you give them monthly feedback on the show. You send them their downloads, you send them a few other numbers, and you say, hey, this is what went went really well this month, and this is something that you can improve on. Because then it sets you up as someone who has the authority to give them some advice. Even if you are kind of working like as just an editor or something that's a little bit more transactional, I think you can still kind of step into this because then they know, okay, great. She knows more than just editing. She knows more than just fill in the blank. And again, it gives you that spot to give them feedback so that they can grow. All right, the last common problem that you may face with your management clients is this is so this is not for a new client. This is for actually someone who's been doing this a while. Maybe they have released 200 episodes and they're kind of like, okay, now what am I going to talk about? (laughs) I've talked for 200 episodes. Now what? Um, And hey, that's the position I'm almost in. Uh, But I know better. So maybe they need to sit down and and really think of a new strategy of, okay, I'm kind of running out of some creative juices. Like, what do I want to do with the show now? Do I want to do a season maybe not like a strict season, but like a season of time where I do a lot of interviews or I do a lot of solos or maybe I test out series or maybe I test this out. So maybe they just need to sit down and and get those creative juices flowing. But from you as the podcast manager perspective, you want to be able to kind of speak into this, right? You want to be able to give them some strategies and give them some ideas. But if you have not been working with them this whole time, you might not know what they've talked about right? It maybe let's say you came on at episode 150. And you so you've been working with them for 50 episodes, that's a year. But there's a lot of other episodes that maybe you have never listened to. And it's actually hard to search past episodes. I'm not sure. Have you guys ever done this? Where you're wondering if your client has talked about something and then you're like, wait, how, how are you going to search for it? Your project management tool might give you the capacity to search it. But The way that I have found to make this a million times easier is to create a Google Sheet that's just a running list of the episodes so that you can go back and say, just, you know, search in the Google Sheet doc. Have they talked about imposter syndrome? Have they talked about business metrics? Have it, you know, and just type in those keywords. That Google Sheet is also super handy for when the client says, oh, like earlier in this episode, I said, 
oh, I know I've done one or two episodes on ROI. My podcast manager is can easily go into that document because we have it and type in ROI. She can find those episode numbers super quick, plug them into the show notes. Okay, it's done. So if you don't have that document already set up with clients, start it now and even just go back and just take the time, go back and fill it in. Because then again, you can familiarize yourself with what the client has talked about and say, okay, what has done really well? And what can we do moving forward? I'm going to be honest, I am such a positive minded person, like toxic positivity, (laughs) that talking to you guys about this makes me think like, man, are you guys just going to think that like, it's all negative? It's all problems. It's all but I know you are probably not like me and you're okay with negatives, (laughs) but also that you want a realistic idea of what you may run into. And so I hope that this is helpful. And it also shines a light on, again, what you can run into, but then also how you can deal with it and why these problems and dealing with clients. And it's not always easy, but it is worth it because you get to run your own business and one of the best things is that you can get a new client, right? If someone is not a good fit, you can say, okay, I've now learned that this is not a great client and I can work with them until I can replace them. And that you have control over versus, of course, working in a nine to five. You don't have control over who you work with, right? You don't have control over who your boss is or who your coworkers are. And that's not always fun. So please let me know if this was helpful for you, and if you have anything that you want to add to this list, just send me a DM over on Instagram. I am at Lauren Wrighton, and I can't wait to chat with you there. Okay, I will talk to you guys next week. I'm so glad that you joined me for this episode. Before you go, if you want to start making $5,000 a month without taking on a million clients, I have a special masterclass that is free just for you. Go get all the information, grab your seat at laurenwrighton.com forward slash masterclass, and I'll see you there.